0: The town I grew up in was a nice place to live. We had everything any normal town had. Fast food joints, movie theaters, supermarkets, and we even had two malls. You might think that two malls would be a bit much for a smaller town. The reason our town had two was that the older one was getting ready to close, while the new modern one had just been constructed. Everyone I talked to, all my friends and family, myself included, all loved them. All while we didn't particularly enjoy the amount of people who accumulated inside. The shops and general atmosphere of the place brought out an almost sense of wonder in us. The new mall that had just been constructed earlier in the year was massive. It had department stores that seemed to stretch on forever. The food court was comprised of at least 30 different restaurants. It even came complete with a theater and ice skating rink. Though the place was very cool, it was often bombarded by people from the neighboring towns and cities, congesting it beyond capacity. Taking a walk through that mall was like trying to walk in the ocean, underwater, with ankle weights. It became so monotonous that I loathed ever going there, and instead opted for the smaller, older mall, which happened to be closer to my house. The older mall was constructed in the early 1990s, and it too had a movie theater, but it was a fraction of the size of the larger one. Actually, at this point in the mall's life, the only reason to go was the small arcade and the theater. It often amused me to think that the large building was just an oversized structure for an arcade with a few game cabinets and a theater with only eight rooms or so. Malls are great, but you'll never catch me inside one after the sun goes down. It was a midwinter's day when a couple of my friends asked me if I wanted to hang out. I, being the outgoing kind of guy that I am, quickly agreed. After meeting up with the three of them, they asked me if I wanted to hang out for a bit, then catch a movie at the Old Quarry. That was the nickname we had given the Old Mall, since it was located near one of the state's quarries. I nodded, and we all spent the day chilling, since school had been out for winter vacation. At around 5 p.m., we all made our way to the mall. The walking sucked, but since all our parents worked and we didn't have cars of our own yet, it was really our only option. The frost abetted us as our feet sloshed through the slurry of mud and ice. We joked and threw snowballs at one another the entire way there. We didn't arrive at the mall until 6.30pm, which wasn't a problem since our movie didn't start until 10pm. Walking inside that mall was like stepping inside a rotting animal. Darkened shops littered the marble walkways. Only a few had their lights on, but it seemed like no one was around to maintain them. The further we walked, I noticed that they had erected sort of a drywall-type barrier to close off a certain section of the mall. Even though the sun was still out, albeit setting fast, the closed sections of the mall were as black as night. We trudged our wet feet through the mall in the opposite direction, and made our way to the small arcade on the other side. The arcade itself wasn't impressive by any means, but it was nice to have something to do while we waited for our movie to start. We each meandered through a few rows of cabinets and located games to play. I was just finishing up a rather lengthy game of Gauntlet when my friend tapped me on the shoulder informing me about the movie. I looked down at my watch, and I was stunned to see that three hours had passed. Time truly does fly when you're mindlessly staring at video games, I guess. We made our way up the escalators towards the top level of the mall, where the theater was, and purchased our tickets. The movie was just some B-rated PG-13 horror flick. But one of our group was adamant on seeing it. Not only was it 10 at night, but the mall was usually vacant anyways. Hell, the only people we had seen while we were there was the guy behind the popcorn stand and some guy who sat in the back of the arcade, staring at a computer screen. The movie ended up lasting around two hours, so we weren't exiting the cinema until a little past midnight. I'm not sure why, but Stepping from the theater room into the lobby was surreal. It was like I was in a place that I shouldn't be. The lobby lights were dim, and the concession stand was completely dark. One of my friends joked about going behind the counter and swiping some candy for the road, but his conscience got the better of him, and he just continued walking along with us. Standing at the top of the escalators, we had a view of the entire mall, The previously illuminated shops were all dark now, and that once pitch black closed off area seemed almost like an endless void at this point. The only sound we heard, as we stood there, was the clattering of the escalators as it cycled slowly. Once we were on the ground floor, we took a moment to scan around us, noting how we were probably the only souls in the entire mall. Childlike mischief began to fill our minds as another one of our group suggested we go take a look around. At first, I was reluctant, due to not wanting to get in trouble. was eventually coaxed into going along with the words like, they'll just tell us to leave, and we can just say we got lost, if they find us. We walked over towards one of the sections of drywall that was put up to separate the remaining shops from the closed-down area. With a slight bit of effort, we managed to slide a section out of the way for us to step through. Stepping onto the other side of the wall was a strange feeling. When I previously felt like I shouldn't be in the theater lobby, this felt more like danger to me, as if I went from standing on a cliff to walking on a tightrope. We began our trek through the abandoned part of the mall, two of my friends using their phones as flashlights. The only sounds we could hear were the clattering of the escalators, growing ever more distant and our numerous footfalls as we pushed our way further into the darkness. We took note of the shops that had been completely gutted. Shelves and debris were scattered in and out of the storefronts. Dismembered mannequin parts were strewn about on the floor, both inside and outside. One of my friends picked up a mannequin hand and high-fived it before sending it flying further into the darkness ahead of us. The sound it made echoed across the walls before quietly fading away. We all laughed at one another before a new sound forced us to stop. It sounded like the cracking of gravel or glass being stepped on. It was such a unique and distinct sound that we all froze in place, listening for a moment. Suddenly a clatter sounded at my feet, and we all yelped for a second. My friend directed his phone's light towards the sound, and I stared in shock. It was the mannequin hand that he had just thrown out. Only the wrist of the hand looked cracked and warped, as if something had squeezed it immensely before throwing it. My friend shined his light on me, but I was too busy staring at something else. It was my other friend's phone, sitting on the ground, with the light shining directly upwards. I walked over to it and gently picked it up. When I did, I flashed it around me. The light danced on the dark before I saw something that almost made me vomit. It was my friend, but he was standing stiff as a board. He wasn't facing me, but rather looking up at something. I shifted the light slightly and I saw something impossible. Whatever it was, towered above my friend, easily over six foot tall. Its face was twisted. I couldn't really make out its features, but the amount of teeth I saw, I didn't really want to. Its torso was surprisingly short, but its limbs were like spiders. Its legs were long and narrow, arms dangling at its sides. It didn't seem to be wearing any clothes, but instead had grey skin with patches of black all over its body. I could feel my own body begin to seize when I saw the creature raise up a pallid hand and rest it upon my friend's shoulder in front of him. He didn't even move as the creature touched him, just stood there silently, probably out of shock. Just then, another one of my friends grabbed me by my shoulder, and I spun around and panicked, almost knocking him down, dropping the phone. He told me we needed to leave now, as I scrambled to pick the phone back up. When I turned, I flashed the light back on the spot from before, but my friend and the creature had vanished. In a panic, we all ran out of there as fast as we could. The entire trek home, we talked about what we had seen and what we thought had happened to our friend. One of my friends said that they had just seen him standing there vacantly, the other one saying that he could only see me in the dark holding my flashlight. I told them all what I had seen, and if they had not been there, they probably wouldn't have believed me. We all argued about what we should do, if we should tell our parents or just pretend like it never happened. They were both in favor of acting like it never happened. But I couldn't just let one of my friends get hurt and not do anything about it. So about an hour after we got home, I made my way over to my friend's house, the one who we left behind. I knocked on his door and his mother answered. I told her that I really needed to tell her something important. But just before I could find the words... I saw him, my friend, sitting at their dinner table, staring blankly at the ground. I then asked if I could talk to him, but she said that he had only gotten home a few minutes ago and that he wasn't feeling very well. I returned his phone while I stood there and then headed home. I hadn't talked to or even seen my friend over the next two weeks, when suddenly I was passing by and there was a for sale sign in their front yard, with a large sold sticker, plastered across it. I'm not sure what happened to my friend, or why his family moved suddenly. I don't know who or what that creature was, but I don't think I will ever go to a mall after dark again, and I would advise you all to do the same.